Mark chapter 7. We will begin reading in the 31st verse. Mark chapter 7, verse 31 says, And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came into the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. And they bring him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude, put his fingers into his ears, and he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and saith unto him, Ephaphtha, that is, be opened. And straightway his ears were opened, and the string of his tongue was loosed, and he spake plain. And he charged them that they should tell no man, but the more he charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it. And were beyond measure astonished, saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your blessings upon the reading of your word. I pray to Heavenly Father now that you would just take us and hide us behind your cross, that we may say the things that you've laid upon our heart and do the things here today, Lord, that would just touch the hearts of those that are present. Thank you so much. I pray that if one is here that doesn't know you in the free pardon of sin, that today would be the day they would step forward and allow you to cleanse them and to save them and redeem them. Father God, we thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you were to flip back into Mark chapter 5, you would find a time that Jesus visited this same area of Decapolis. And what we find there, he meets up with a man in the tomb that has all those spirits. And he casts those spirits out into the swine that were by. But in that meantime, though, the people didn't like Jesus being there and doing these things. And they actually ask him to leave. It says they beseeched him to get out of their country. But what we find here in verse 7, Jesus has returned. He's back. And what we see is it says there in the, in the uh, 36th verse, or the 37th verse, he hath done all things well. Their attitudes are now changed uh, against Jesus and the things that he would he would be doing. What we find though, if you go back to chapter 5 and you read over there, you find that that man with the tomb, when Jesus said, I want you to stay here and I want you to go tell everyone what I've done for you. Go tell them what God has done for you. It says that he published what God had done throughout Decapolis. Now Jesus is back and I can hear the people as he's returning, they're saying, he's back. He's back. He that doth all things well. Let's take all of our sick and all of our afflicted and let's get them over there to him. Here is different. Why? This man that, that was healed of all these spirits went out and told what God had done for him. We read this morning here of one that they brought to him that was deaf and unable to speak properly. This is time their reaction is so much different. I can hear them as they exclaim, just as they did the day that he came into Jerusalem. I can hear them as they say, He is the Son of God. He is Jesus. He is our Messiah. He is the one that doeth all things well. And we find that not only did he come back a wanted man, he came back and gave them even more than what 
they expected. We find here in verse, uh, in verse 32 of chapter 7, it says, And they bring unto him that one that was deaf and had an impediment, impediment of speech, and they beseech him to put his hands upon him. Can you imagine this morning, just for a moment, the struggle of this man and, and, and view yourself within that same struggle? He was dependent upon others. If you read there in the first part of 32, it says, They bring him unto him. He didn't bring himself. He wasn't able to really get there himself. Obviously, he couldn't even hear to know what was even going on. But they brought him to Jesus. Those who knew him brought him. He could see all the commotion, but he had no idea what was going on. I see me, when I've been in church, I've seen others worship, I've seen others cry, and I've seen others just be joyous in God and celebrating their salvation. And I didn't know that I had something I was missing. And, and I, well, I knew I was missing something, but I didn't realize what it was that I needed. I was blind to what God had for me and what God wanted me to have. Today, many don't understand their needs. They know that something is missing. And I ask you, what will we do to take them to Jesus? It says they bring him to Jesus and they beseech Jesus to touch him. What will we do to bring those, our lost loved ones, our friends, those that are struggling and hurting, what will we do to bring them to Jesus? Stories throughout the Bible, they would climb up on the roof of where Jesus was at and they tore back what was there and they lowered their friend in. What will we do? What will we do? This man was deaf. He had the impediment. Imagine his despair. No real way of communicating. He obviously went through days of loneliness and, and despair just like many of us. Many of us, loneliness and despair, and desire to have this burden removed. Many of us carry around these burdens and we desire them to be removed. My longing is to, to have a communicating life with God, to have that bridge gapped, that gap bridged once again through Jesus Christ. Others I would see and I still see today, and I praise God for it, are full of joy. Some here today, you feel a longing for freedom. A longing for peace. What will we do to get them to Jesus? What will we do to get them to Jesus? It says there in the second part of, of 32 that they beseeched Him to put His hands upon them. They were hoping the Lord would touch Him. He, he was loved even in His afflictions. And, and this word beseeched is, you know, they summoned, they begged, they entreated Jesus to please, please touch Him. They knew they had heard what was published. If Jesus could do that to the maniac in the tombs, what could he do for this deaf and unable to speak? If Jesus could do that, if we just remain committed, these that brought him were committed to taking him to Jesus. If we remain committed, I tell you, church, he is still very able he is still very able to heal you. Don't give up. He is still able. He is committed to you. He will provide a touch. We read there. And He took Him aside and put His fingers into His ears and He spit and touched His tongue. And looking up to heaven, He sighed, he sighed and He said, if after that is, be opened. And straightway His ears were opened. Jesus got personal with this man. Today, 
You're here. Not by coincidence. I doubt very seriously any of you were just driving by and said, oh, there's a church. I'll stop there. You're not here by coincidence. Your car didn't break down in the parking lot. You're here for a reason. That reason today may be for a personal touch from Jesus Christ. Jesus could have touched this man right there in the crowd. He could have said, be opened right where he was at. But he took him off to the side. He brought him over to provide a personal touch. He focused on him. His touch and this thing that he needed, it was very personal. He knew exactly what he was wanting. He knew the desires of this man. And our friend, little Kenny, who's not here tonight, or this morning, he's not here, he tells me all the time, it's personal. It's one-on-one. Jesus Christ wants to give you and me a personal touch. We don't serve a generic God. We don't serve a one-touch-fits-all kind of God. We serve a God that wants to give you a personal touch to be for your life and for your walk. Praise God. He's calling us today. Come and receive the touch that I have for you. Let Him bring you out of the crowd. Let Him bring you out of the crowd. It says, then He put His fingers in His ears. He spit and He touched His tongue. He dealt immediately with the issue. The issue was the ears and the speech. He dealt immediately with that. That's where the personal touch went. We know Jesus can do Exceedingly great things. The woman with the issue of blood just touched his garment and her faith made her whole. But we need a personal touch. Immediately dealt with the issue. He knows your every need before you have the need. What a mighty God. You may lust. He's willing to touch your heart to return it to Him. You may have anger in your heart. He's ready to touch your heart to bring you to Him. Let Him bring you out of the crowd. Let Him give you your personal touch. And Jesus here was very intimate. It was a very intimate moment. He was communicating with the deaf man the only way the deaf man knew to communicate. With his eyes. We see that Jesus obviously stood before him to put his fingers in his ears. So he had his focus. What does it say Jesus did? It said Jesus looked up. He looked up and he sighed. That word being translated into groaned. The man couldn't hear the groans, but the man could see that Jesus was groaning and looking to God the Father to provide this very intimate touch. And to say, God is giving you this healing. You didn't hear, but you knew where the healing was from. Jesus was working in His life. Jesus was healing Him. And that groaning, if you've ever seen anyone groan you know without hearing that there is a great concern in that that expression 
And this man could see the great concern of Jesus Christ. So let him bring you out of the crowd this morning. Let Jesus bring you over. Jesus simply said these two words, be opened. Be opened. And immediately, this man was healed. Imagine, I don't know how long the man had been deaf. Maybe it was from birth. Maybe it was just a couple of years. For however long it was, it, it, it comes across as the man was very accustomed to being deaf. I, I don't know that any of us has ever experienced being deaf and then receiving hearing, but we see the, the TV where they put the implants on the children and they hear their mother's voice for the first time. Can you imagine that being the first voice you hear is the one of Jesus as he says, be opened, be healed. Let him bring you out of the crowd for your personal, intimate touch. Let him speak those words. Let him give sight. We know that Jesus, he immediately healed others through the Bible. His touch is so powerful. He, he gives sight. He returns sight. He healed lepers. He gave uh, a sound to the deaf. He cast out demons. He raised the dead with his own touch. But yet he was intimate with this one. And he brought him out of the crowd. He wants to bring us out of the crowd. There is power in Jesus' touch to transform us if we just let Him bring us out of the crowd. And the Bible teaches us in 36 that He charged them that they should tell no man. But the more He charged them, so much more the great they published it. He said, be quiet about this. But they couldn't keep quiet. He tells us, go and tell the whole world, but we sit quietly. Let's reverse that. Let's let Him bring us out of the crowd. Let's let Him use us and give us a touch that we can exclaim His glory throughout all the lands. It says that they were astonished. They were beyond measure astonished. I can imagine, what a miracle. And the miracles that we see today in the lives of those that just today said, I got my job back and I got a raise. I got a job. I, God blessed me with this. God has blessed me with that. The miracles that we keep hearing and we keep seeing, what a blessing it is to see those receiving their personal touch from God. Amen. Would you let Him bring you out this morning and give you a personal touch? Even today. Even today, He's ready to work in your life and my life. We can go tell the world. Charge no man to tell them to tell no man. But so much more great deal they published. Church, as we prepare to do communion this morning, these words ring so true. He hath done all things well. All things well. If you've been saved, you're much like this man. How will we get others to Jesus? 
If you're lost today, Jesus wants to touch you. Will you let him bring you out? Today. Today. Why not? Why not come and receive that personal touch? Jesus knows where you hurt. Many of us don't, don't really focus on this, but Jesus came to be our ultimate sacrifice and our salvation. But what he did for 33 years gave him a, a better and gave God a better idea of what you go through every single day. Your loss of a loved one. Sickness, depression, sadness. All of these things Jesus experienced so that he could go to God and say, I know what they are feeling. This is what they need. Will you accept his personal touch? He stands and he says, come. Come unto me. All ye that are heavy laden burdened my take my yoke upon you my burden is light we're going to go to the Lord in prayer in just a few minutes before we um, have our communion this morning I would ask that if you need a touch would you come and receive it from Jesus would you bow your heads with me please most kind and gracious Heavenly Father. Thank You for Your salvation. Thank You for Jesus Christ, our Lord. I praise You, dear God, for You do all things well. Father, today, if there's one here that doesn't know You, that has not received that personal touch, I pray, dear God, that you would give them strength, courage to step forward to receive. Father, if there's one that's grown cold, stepped out of the way, would you have them come? Dear Lord, we thank you for forgiveness, grace and mercy. Pray that you would bless us in our shortcomings, dear God, that we would do better. Have your way this morning as we begin to sing our song, dear Heavenly Father, and present the altars to those that may need to pray. I pray, God, you would have your way. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.